Welcome back to All the Feels, everyone, where things happen, you record, sometimes things go perfectly, and sometimes you don't, but that's life, you know? Anyways, back to the smoothest hour of podcast, radio show, talk show, between me and Zayn Andre. How, how are you doing? How are the peeps doing? Everyone's doing fine, thankfully. Um, for me, I've been loving my quarantine time. You know, there's things that make me happy. And one of those things, it's my TV. I can be in my TV every hour. <laughs> That's like, I have to force myself to leave my I'm like, I have to do something else. Because ever since I was a kid, I've loved my TV. That's pretty much what I've done. I love watch TV. <laughs> Um, so that's what I've been doing. Uh, recently, I started watching The Walking Dead again. I skipped season nine, like all the way through the middle. I was like, this is boring. Uh, I am on season 10, one episode left of season 10. I cannot wait to season 11, that final one. I'm back on the Walking Dead fanatics, if you, if you know what I mean. Oh, we love to hear that actually. Um, so one day you can give us the final verdict of the show whenever you finish it. Um, give us a full review. Yep. I will say, so recently, I have, feel like I need to say it because it's um, in my head right now. So I watched this video earlier and it was like this couple on TikTok and they were saying a day in a life of two of, of a couple pretty much. So it's uh-huh. like, uh, like they wake up together. They do all like these things together. And then, like, the comment section was very, like, interesting to me because there was this, a couple of comments that were like, oh, my gosh, well, no surprise. I guess you guys are just two months into your relationship. Wait until you get into month six where things get terrible. And then, like, there's a lot of comments like that. But then you also have, like, a lot of other comments for, like, I don't know who hurt you, but typically relationships don't just stop being good after, like, three months um so maybe you just haven't found the right person for you and i want to know like what do you think about people that go out of their way to comment on something like someone was literally like oh thanks for showing us half of your actual life and not your actual problems like you make it seem like relationships are perfect in this video but it's just not true i think that's a great um a great point to talk uh i don't like people who just talk negative stuff on others like i wouldn't go out of my way to just comment Oh, well, you look fake. Of course, we all think that some people look fake, but I don't care enough to comment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless someone is being like, it's really hurting my feelings or anything like that or something that I need to, I feel like I have to speak up for. I wouldn't go out of my way to just say, well, that car is not even yours. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care. You're not fake. This is fake. <laughs> all of it. Just log out, put your phone away, and it will go away. Exactly. It's not something that it's... Yeah, I just... I don't understand how someone can get in that mindset where they're like, I have to go out of my way to let everyone know that this person is spreading lies and fantasies to all these other people of this imaginary tale. Like, there was a moment in the video where the guy may had made dinner, I think, for them, Mm -hmm. and they were eating it together, and the person was like, oh, that's cute. I remember making dinner for my girlfriend when we were two months in i'm like so like you just stopped like i don't i don't know what that comment means 
my thing is um i was not even did did they mention how long have they been in that relationship or not really yeah well in the comments they end up saying this is like four years in now oh okay See? yeah so that's what i mean and then well obviously if you're talking about like people are commenting it's like why do you care first and second not all of the relationships are the same and that's also something that people need to know right mm-hmm. um but before we get into that i think that sometimes i feel uncomfortable with the couples online mm-hmm. there's some that obviously they look very real like i found this girl um she's from new jersey actually her name is erika i feel like i've talked about her before oh yes um and she has a um she's engaged and her relationship seems very real right mm-hmm. there are other relationships that seem a little fake but yeah. once again i i don't really care mm-hmm. about it as long as they're happy um yeah and then not all the relationships are the same and just because someone lost interest after two months maybe that wasn't the person for you maybe right it's like people always like to say oh wait till you're like in year seven or something well a relationship is not only the initial love or interest you gotta work for it. it's about maintaining it you pick that person it's not that they get bored, boring or anything. It's just like, you have to work too. There's always new things that you guys can do. Or mm-hmm. that's at least how I see it, right? Like, you just don't stop trying one day. Dude, 100%, because then that probably means that you don't really want it to keep going on. So, like, if you stop caring about, like, I don't want to say changing things up, but like, if you stop caring about them the same way you cared about them in the beginning, then it's probably mm-hmm. not meant to be, I guess. Right. I feel like you can wake up one day and pick not to do it, I guess, but it's a decision. Yeah. Right. Some people, and that's what happens. People are like, oh, well, I've never had a relationship last me longer than a year or six months. Like, okay, maybe you're stopped putting the effort. Or yeah. You're just used to getting you know that initial chase emotion where you're like, oh, we're just talking right now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's beautiful. Some people course, love the then, chase. Exactly. Some people love the chase. And then, I mean. Once they're in it, then they realize that maybe they're not ready for a relationship. They just lose interest, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, always keep in mind that not all the relationships have the same dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, because everyone's different. Yeah, a thousand percent. Every individual. So every relationship is different. Um, as we talked before, like some people like being long distance because they prefer like the, the, the alone space. time. Yeah. Yeah, the alone time. That's fine. As for me, I feel like I don't know. I just love being with you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe at some point out, maybe we will decide we're like, oh maybe we need some time. Like maybe let me go here or let me go there. And that's fine. Yeah, I'm sure um, that happens in any relationship though. Eventually. Exactly. I like imagine, we, like, I can't bring you everywhere 24-7. Like, at some point, right, I need, right, like, that happens. an hour to myself. Play exactly. NCAA 14, you feel me? Yes, exactly. And that is important for everyone to have their alone time, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's times where you need to be with your family or there's times where you want to just be by yourself. And it's quite all right. I mean, yeah, your whole identity, identity is not the other person. Mm-hmm. It's just you're two different people but you love to be together that's the exactly. whole thing mm-hmm. and that and not everyone has to love to be together i'm like uh, i'm fine with being yeah. five hours or just seeing him in the weekend that's fine mm-hmm. 
people you're like um like a common introvert thing like i saw this video where it's like uh this guy was saying i finally in a relationship but then i realized that i really prefer sometimes just being alone with my thoughts i guess Mm-hmm. And he was saying, like, I love hanging out with, like, this person. But as soon as they're gone, I feel like I need to recharge kind yeah. of thing. That happens to a lot of people. And it's interesting when you're in a social environment and then you get home and you're like, oh, that took so much for me. Do you feel like that? Um, I think it depends on, like, the situation. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, if it is... Yeah, I feel like if it's a lot of people, then as soon as I get home, I'm like, oh, thank the Lord I'm home because that was right. too much for me. Do you feel like that when I, you come to my, say, my sister's baptism? Do you feel like that? Mm, no, because that wasn't really like a lot of people. Right. Like, I mean, like a lot, a lot of people, like all yeah. in the same area. And it's like constant, like you got to talk to this person, this person, that person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like that. I feel like that too. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, that was a lot of talking. Or especially when, like, um, oh, sorry, Korea. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you got it. Oh, especially when I'm not close to that people, you know, when, like if I'm with my family, I will not feel as tired. Mm-hmm. I would when I'm with someone who I have to put a lot of like effort. Exactly. I was just about to say that. Yeah, because if I'm with my family, I can be like, okay everyone's gonna do their thing we can be quiet or watching a movie together and it's not gonna be uncomfortable obviously mm-hmm. like sometimes when you don't know someone you're like if he's quiet because i annoy him or is she quiet because she doesn't want me to say this is she uncomfortable you know you're constantly thinking mm-hmm. because you don't really know what's going on through their head well if someone that you know you're like all right just probably like i don't know hungry or something you know hunger <laughs> hunger is very important um so i've learned actually uh we could talk about that later actually as well <laughs> but <laughs> but no truthfully is um what you said is like a lot of times if it's always like the first day of school i feel because you're meeting like a lot of new people oh, like as soon as i get home I'm like oh my god thank the lord like i even like even if it's a situation where i don't talk a lot because naturally um if you're a new person i don't really talk to you it's a very sad trait of me Um, but it's very you very me uh it's not on purpose guys i just like to feel things out first get a vibe and then decide um which by the way if anyone's hearing this and like i've met you before and i don't talk to you after like a few interactions i think you should probably get the hint at that point that i don't want to talk to you anymore it's nothing personal i just don't vibe with you and that's okay it's okay it's not good. to vibe with everyone. I think yeah, a lot of people need to learn that, actually. Yes, I mean, it's something that happens, at least for me, when I was um, younger, where I'm like, oh my god, people don't like me. And I'm like, well, like, they don't like me. It's not that like, I'm losing a lot. No, like, okay, so I feel the same way, where it's like, I don't really care if nobody likes me. But every now and then, like, mm-hmm. I always wonder, like, what is there not to like about me, dude? Like, I'm pretty much per. No, I'm kidding. That's probably a reason why <laughs> someone doesn't like me. <laughs> I feel like but people maybe don't like me and me so I'm speaking of fun I don't like when people don't feel like my jokes you know what I mean like, uh, I would yeah. say a wild joke and they will not laugh I'd be like oh my gosh that's, what mm-hmm. that's, that's normally a good indicator that usually throws me off when someone doesn't laugh I was like that was amazing why are you not laughing <laughs> <laughs> um god that was the greatest yeah. joke I've ever said 
Exactly. Um, okay. But yeah, I feel like normally you can tell if that is some, at least for me, it's like I can tell pretty quickly whether or not I think we're going to get along. Um, but obviously, like, I'm respectful and I try to, like, I'm not going to be like, ugh, this person is talking to me. Like, I'll talk back to them. But yeah, I, I will never pursue being friends or creating small talk either. Like, if we know each other and you, we see each other in the hallway and I don't acknowledge you, either one, I didn't see you, or two, like, once again, I'm not trying to be your friend, bro. Yeah, I mean, for me, sometimes it's like you can see through how I feel. Sometimes I will try to hide it and be like, oh, yeah, you, I kind of like try to make an effort to talk to that person. But most of the times I'm like, I'm not even going to waste my energy. I'm like, you, you should just get mm-hmm. away. <laughs> yeah. I think that's just a better idea. Um, don't make everyone try to like you. Just move on. It's okay. Exactly. It's just it quite perfectly all right. fine. But next, the, I, uh, we talked about it very briefly, is the importance of maintaining one's hunger is a skill that is very much necessary, I think. And it's My something that... someone's hunger. What do you mean? Yeah, like, being hungry is one of the most dangerous things that a person can go through because it changes <laughs> that person completely. The monster. Um, <laughs> not Some people, they become monsters. Other people, they just stop being themselves for a little bit. Um, but yes, um, especially something that even I notice is that like if I'm very hungry, I start to get very, very dizzy. Um, mm. mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I don't think I get like angry but i just get like i need to eat and like that's all i can think of is just food at that point and there's nothing else going through my mind i feel like you get quiet too you mentioned me getting quiet you also mm. get quiet mm-hmm. very true um, as well bike is the headache yeah yeah i mean i feel like we're not ourselves i feel at that point our bodies are just like i need to eat something and we're not really thinking about anything in our surroundings mm-hmm. that's our primary instinct you know like stay alive yeah <laughs> for me i do get very moody and it's something that you don't notice at least i don't notice when i'm in that stage i'm like i know i'm hungry but i can be very like moody at the moment mm-hmm. you just stop and laughing and- at jokes is what i've noticed exactly um, i'm just <laughs> you just like I- become like you flip a coin and then you're the other half pretty much yeah that's Mm-hmm. that's my my me that's, you, <laughs> that's, that, that's the hard love the hard part of me to love you know you know all i gotta do is just feed you dude and just then think, two things that make me moody it's when i'm hungry and when i'm sleepy mm-hmm. which are my two favorite things to do i don't think i've really ever encountered true sleepy version of you um yeah. you've fallen asleep on me but i've never seen yes. like i need the sleep version of you no because yeah. I'm usually taken up before hanging. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I'll be, be ready. Day. I'll be ready. Let me know. Yeah, it's gonna be um, a day when I'm like, I need to nap. Otherwise, <laughs> we cannot go there <laughs> until I nap. <laughs> we cannot do anything until I nap. Otherwise, I will punch you in the throat. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's the importance of food, my G. And speaking <laughs> of another TikTok trend um, that I feel like you've seen a lot of times is that trashy white kid and like his group of friends that where it has like i never meant to make you cry doom, 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 oh doom. 
that POV, yeah. guys? Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> oh, it makes me so uncomfortable. Dude, those things Can are so cringe. Can I tell you what it makes so me feel on radio? I, it always, it, this is what always goes through my mind when I see a cringe TikTok or a video or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, you had to see it before posting it. Oh, my God. Right? It's not like you did it by accident because you already <laughs> had the description. So it's not accident. Uh, trust me, I've posted a lot of things by accident. This is um, very true. <laughs> but you know what I mean? When I'm posting something, I review it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is Instagram. You cannot put something padding there. <laughs> Coming back to this not real. Um, yeah, it's so cringe. Those so the point of these videos, if you guys are not understanding what are we talking about, it's like POV. You just fell in love with your neighbor. So it's this group of German kids, I believe, where they are like actors or something. And they just make these weird faces as if they were in a sitcom. It's like, or like very a very re- e-boy type face. Very, like, you know what I'm Oh, about. God, you just looked into my eyes and I looked into yours, Jessica. Yeah, you know, like those movies that we all saw as young kids, I guess, where mm-hmm. like, oh my God, when is someone going to look at me like that? Uh, but these boys are so cringe that uh, yeah. every time I see one, it's like, ooh. I love the parodies of them, though. Like, um, I think <laughs> I sent you one where it's like a short person. Um mm-hmm. They're just like getting creative. And then as soon as like you hear the song, I'm like, I know this is going to be hilarious. Um, but there's another thing going on TikTok, at least, is that so I think I showed you this video. I don't think you there are this guy's channel. I don't think you were like sold on it too much as much as I was. But it's pretty much this guy is this black guy. And he is called like the council. He's like the leader of the council. Um, and he grants permission and whether or not you're invited to the cookout or not (laughs) so he'll like see like a video of like say like a white dude saying doing like a fried chicken recipe and it like comes out really Mm -hmm. great so i'll be like he's invited to the cookout and then he'll say like in his voice he'll be like you're invited to the cookout young man butler send the jets for this fine white man give them the finest of all champagnes um so that's that but now it's like it's like a tiktok cinematic universe going on right now oh my god so there's another guy that's challenging him he's like i'm a rogue agent from the council and i'm exposing this guy <laughs> so now you have other people responding to those videos where like now we're picking sides so it's like now there's this pretty big like British Indian uh, content creator. <laughs> it's like another like person who like roasts white people or people that say very racist or stupid things like that. Uh, and then he's like, oh, I've decided that I'm going against the grain with the council and I'm taking the rogue agent side. Uh, it's this whole thing. And I cannot stop laughing because like the storylines are getting progressively ridiculous the commitment that people put into their videos i know thank you because Mm -hmm. that is a lot of time like even there what is it there's this um what is that thing like parkour there's this parkour guy like training for 
the great war of the council right now and it's like him doing parkour and throwing like tomahawks at trees i'm like this is so stupid but i love it that is so you like that's something that you will love so i saw something super inaccurate the other day on tiktok um it was this guy he was pretty much saying what goes on um during radio shows when they're on break so pretty much he was saying like welcome back to wrlc 90.3 blah 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 blah, blah. and like he pretends to go to commercial and then he's pretending like he's having like a conversation like all of his hosts he's like yo jessica was crazy the other day like all that stuff and then i was thinking it's like okay i've been around the radio for a little bit and this guy has not and then i was like dude that's not even like kind of accurate it depends on like who the crew is so like for me at least on the wednesday show we actually would talk during the break but then there's other crews where it's just like because it's so early in the morning and you're already talking for so long it's just complete silence yeah it's like everyone just goes on their phone they'll scroll they'll check like their computer or whatever or look at the next story so a lot of times it's actually very quiet and then i was just thinking it's like this guy's a liar he's never done it another day in his life and yeah so that was my right i feel like it depends obviously on each day but yeah i mean it's so early in the morning mm-hmm. and you already talk about everything that you could talk exactly about. it's like you're doing a talk show so it's like a lot of times the last thing you want to do is talk more so mm-hmm. like at work um my managers were talking and they're like yeah like because I, I told my other manager that i do like the radio station stuff and then she was like well yeah like isaiah does the radio station stuff for his school and then, like, the other manager and, like, both of them are, like, so surprised. Like, yeah, we can't believe it either because, like, he's so quiet here. And I'm just, like, listen, guys, by the time, like, I get here, the last thing I want to do is pretty much talk to most of you guys. It's nothing personal. It's just, like, I already talk a lot. Um, so sometimes I just like to put my AirPods on and just, you know, vibe out. You know, feel me? You're you were very nice about it because what you really wanted to say was I hate you. are weirdos. <laughs> Dude, I work with some weird people. I still you can't do. get over that one lady that was just like, you know what? Gay people shouldn't be allowed to adopt um, because but. I don't want those kids to get bullied for having gay parents. Uh, I don't know if that's <laughs> the solution, girl. <laughs> I just don't understand why she felt the need to have that conversation with me. Because it came out of nowhere. Oh, maybe she thinks you're... She thinks that I'm gay? Maybe. No, because I told her I have a girlfriend, actually. Oh. Yeah, the other time she was saying, oh, you should meet my um, niece or something. And I was like, (laughs) I have a girlfriend. Uh, (laughs) And she's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Oh, she's the one with the niece. Yeah. She met her niece. Um, hopefully the one that works there is not the niece she was talking about because that is oh. an underaged girl. <laughs> so <laughs> fingers crossed on that. Sometimes aunts can be so wild. Yeah, you know, that's family be weird sometimes, bro. All right. So as an artist, I think I am done with my project. Wow, you went you ahead and see did it? your thing. Let me see. For those who don't know. Andrea has been painting with some kind of paint and her art looks like an abstract. Okay, let me 
okay, let me try to make a definition of this. So this painting is actually birds flying in the sky. Uh, the reds are the birds. The yellow is a sign of pollution. And it really is a narrative about what we have done to the animals due to our pollution and fossil fuel usage. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, I think they're more like beautiful stars, but I can turn them into birds. And I think birds mm. would be nice. Beautiful but, stars. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to leave them as beautiful stars they are. But the thank you for your time. Council must burn. Yeah. You painted um, your AirPod. Yeah. Liddy. Uh, so yeah. Also, I saw this. Okay. This is the last video I'm going to mention. It was this guy because I tried sending it to you. Or did I send it to you? Maybe I did. So it was like this guy in this drive there and he orders an ice cream cone. And then so like he grabs the ice cream cone and makes a very suspect noise while eating the ice cream. Like very inappropriate for anywhere. Um, so the guy that's working in the drive-thru like grabs his cup and throws it at the guy in the car and says, we don't do that here. So I was wondering, is there ever a time where you think as an employee, you would ever assault someone? Question mark? Assault. Because he did like throw a whole cup of water and ice or I don't know what was in the cup, but at the guy. Dude, there have been times where I truly wanted to, mm-hmm. but Unless he said something really, really rude or was talking to someone else. No, he's just um, doing some inappropriate stuff at ice cream. No. That no. point, no. No. I would just close the window and call it a day. And, like, I feel like throwing it was a bit wild. Right. Mm-hmm. So, no, I would not. Oh, okay. Here's my last question, actually. And I wondered, because we've you've worked in a similar situation, I feel. Mm-hmm. So, it was this video... Uh, this guy he clocked into work and he said pretty much when you pull up to work and everyone calls out and it's just you and your two managers so he's like then he the guy says i quit and clocked out (laughs) and then went home (laughs) so i was wondering um we have both been through very similar situations where it seems like it's us against the world pretty much yeah um in our times in a very wasteland area known as a convenience store uh, so I was wondering, I feel like we definitely had those moments where we thought, man, we should probably just quit this place or something. You think that internally is like, my life would be so much better away from here. Um, but we never like did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like we should have done it because what are they going to do? Fire me because I don't want to be overworked? Because mm-hmm. I, that is not even legal, I feel. It's like, it should not be a lot. Like at that point, just close the freaking doors. Right, because I feel like stores have protocols of what should be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like at least a certain amount of people. Yeah, so I feel like it's important. Mm-hmm. Be like, well, we're going to close it. But yeah, if I could go back and be like, yeah, I'm just going to head out. You know what's interesting though? Fire me if you want. I always check the comment sections on certain videos just because I like hearing... Or reading people's perspectives so uh, there's a lot of comments that are like wow clearly this is your first job if you think that you could just walk out on something like that and there's other persons like wow so clearly you're just lazy pretty much and then so, all the other comments that were like 
do you guys realize that this is a multi-billion dollar fast food company that does not care about any other workers when you think about it? Um, so him quitting doesn't really impact them at all. And he's doing honestly a service for himself. I feel like if he's quitting, that's probably a sign that, that this is not his third job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because this is how I felt like quitting my first job was a little, I was like, oh my God, no. Uh, what are they gonna like what am I gonna do now and then you're like I'm just a piece of I'm just a number they're gonna find someone else to do yeah. it mm-hmm. right um so yeah you know as you grow and you work more and more you definitely find you're like oh, I don't really care I leave Target and I'll find Walmart whatever yeah like it's That's not works, something bro. that you have put so much like it's not your own business that you're walking away from Mm-hmm. no one else is right it's just like dude it's mcdonald's like he's allowed to move on <laughs> like, <laughs> was he gonna become like the next big thing in the mcdonald's community like i mean he says he has a serve save so. yeah dude do you guys know how much you can do with a serve save like okay so i have to tell this story because i feel like it is the dumbest thing that a manager has ever done at walmart so I get into work and then, you know, I'm taking off my night st- jackets, hanging up my bag. I'm like, you know what? It's just going to be another day at work. We're going to get through it. And then like these two people will come up to me. They're like, you're not going to believe what the manager did. And I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like, um, I like, what did he do pretty much? So like I'm walking in the back and like, cause we have like this hot water bath that we put and cheese and stuff like that in it's pretty much just like a microwave but obviously you just heat things with water um so in that you put food in there to heat it up so we get chickens in like rotisserie chickens in um but for some reason this box they put with our frozen stuff so it's like a frozen box of chickens and it's never it's never supposed to be frozen so naturally if you have like a frozen case of chicken you can do two things, at least what I think. Option one is you put it in the refrigerator and naturally within like two or three days, it's going to thaw out. Or if you really need to use that box of chickens, you can leave it out out of the refrigerator and just let it thaw out that way. This manager um, put the chickens inside the hot water bath, um, which for those who don't know, this thing is like 170 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's boiling the chickens now. Like it's not thawing them out, like it's cooking it. Um, So then what made it even worse actually is the way those bags are is that they're easy to open. So somehow, some way that bag ripped in the hot water bath. So now there's like raw chicken juice and just raw chicken boiling in this hot water bath and then that is like then the two ladies are like because they were telling him you're not supposed to do that that is not safe at all and he's like you guys are crazy like it's gonna work out fine um i'm gonna put it in and then we'll take it out and they're like you know what we give up you can do what you want because you're the manager pretty much so then they saw that obviously the bag had started leaking into the hot water bath so I'm like, we have to take it out. So then they take it out and then like the bag completely rips <laughs> onto the floor everywhere. 
<laughs> so then they said they had to pick up all the chickens um, and like throw them away. Um, and then they obviously had to clean the chicken juice from the floor. And then that's when I came in after they cleaned the floor and they're like, we're so sorry, but there's just raw chicken guts in our hot water bath. And hopefully you can clean it. We're very sorry, but you know, it is what it is. I'm like, I don't understand why you guys couldn't clean it. You were here, um, but all right, I'll clean it. So then I had to like move the fryers because it's like kind of on wheels. So then I had to like move it by next to a drain and then start draining it out. And the whole time I was thinking of two people in my head. I was like, bro, if Gordon Ramsay or John Tower saw this, <laughs> they would be freaking out. <laughs> Dude, all I, I kept imagining was like, John Tapper pulling up into the Walmart is like, shut it down. Exactly. It's wrong. And he's like throwing things around. You're gonna serve them chicken water? You're contaminating the water with raw chicken. The chicken is touching the mashed potatoes. This is this. Shut it down. And like, he's just punching things. Like, bro. Have you done this before? <laughs> You've done amazing. it once. You've done it more than once. So the whole time. Dude, amazing. I could not stop laughing as like I'm cleaning this Shut thing. Because like I'm having this movie take place where I keep hearing, Shut it down. Can imagine his like suit moving as he walks to walk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, his shoes. <laughs> He coming from like a van from the parking lot. <laughs> this has to stop. He comes up. He's like, Sammy, how long have you been working in food service for? Mm-hmm. And he's like, three years or so. He's like, oh, is that true? For three years, you've been contaminating people's food with raw chicken and they could die. And it's like very dramatic like that. And then it goes like commercial break and we come back. And then they talk to you, like, how do you feel when he does this stupid stuff? And you're like, well, it's a lot of work for me. <laughs> and then script, I said. Yeah, and then, like, they bring one of the specialists in. They're like, you know, you have a lot of raw talent. You know, you have, like, all this, you know, you mm-hmm. have you had a surf safe before? <laughs> no. And then this is the best part. They ask you and you're like, yeah, well, I've been here for so long and I've put everything on the line for this place. Yeah, it's going to be very dramatic. Like, exactly. <laughs> I come into work. I just can't. It's just me versus everyone else. It's like, I'm putting my blood, tears into this deli department. They're like family, but it's so hard when nothing, nobody knows what they're doing. And like, they're amazing. Uh, I can't. And at the end of the episode, though, like, they shut down the deli just because standards were not being met. And then, like, John Taffer, he comes up to me. He's like, listen, I know you're a hard worker. I know all the stuff you've been through. And I'm proud of the man that you are. So I'm training for your culinary school or sending you to culinary school. I'm like, I love you, man. You do so much for me and Puerto Rico in that one special where you saved a whole town and for that I'm thankful to and then we have this little for real. when um, he went to Puerto Rico where where did he went I don't oh. remember what town he went to actually um 
Yeah, I don't remember. I know he's been there like for multiple episodes, though. Mm. Um, but John Taffer, <laughs> I just could not, dude. When I tell you, I was dying, and then I was just like, "Do shut it down again." Shut, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this, so ridiculous. It's funny to me when he's like, "This has to stop," and he's so dramatic when he's in the camera. Here's the thing: it's like. There's like ways to be productive in trying to like train people, right? He like it's one thing to yell at people too, um, but it's another thing where it's like he's in the kitchen and he just starts throwing things. <laughs> right, For, it's, it's like, like this chicken. <sighs> he has to humiliate them first before telling something nice. I think that's also part. Yeah. it's part of his uh, brand, I guess. It's yeah, yeah, it's a character he's playing. Same with like uh, Gordon Ramsay, dude. Um, well, two things first. I saw this video of one of his <laughs> kitchen um, episodes where someone, one of the contestants said, like, this tastes like old people. And then, like, the, the one of the contestants was insulting another contestant's food. Mm-hmm. And then Gordon Ramsay was just, like, thrilled to see that. He was like, oh, my goodness. I'm gonna look that. I'm gonna look for that video. <laughs> oh, my God. He's my Dude, eye. watching Gordon Ramsay highlight clips is amazing. It's so entertaining. And then, as I mentioned before, on Saturday, I started watching um, MasterChef, mm-hmm. the first season here. Dude, this guy walks in for his try-on, I guess, because they have to earn, like, the apron, obviously. Oh. And he comes inside, and he's like, well, I'm homeless, but I'm going to give you this cheese and beer soup, um, and it's going to be great. People usually cook with wine, but I'm going to show you that beer is the best. So he goes over and makes this beer. I mean, this beer soup looks terrible. Serves it, and Gordon Ramsay try it. And he's like, how is it? Is it good? And he's like, this is the worst soup I've ever tried in my life. <laughs> and the guy... Just <laughs> crying. <laughs> I was like, this guy's a savage. Yeah, I love his honesty, though, because it's like... You can't lie to someone at some point. Like, you just got to tell them, you know... Right, right, right. Because it honestly, it's not as he always says. It doesn't have to be fancy. It just has to be good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because in MasterChef, you see people and they're not professionals. They usually have like a side job, and they're just some people working. are though. Like they, a lot of them in MasterChef, a lot of them are um like sous chefs and stuff like that. Oh, but others not. No, at least not in that season. A lot of oh, people were like, "This okay. is just a Maybe dream." Maybe went through like a change or something. Yeah, I mean, the more popularity came out. I guess some people were trying to. I'm thinking of his other show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that's in like in his restaurant. Yeah. But MasterChef, it's not. Is it called Kitchen because it's in Kitchen, New York? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Or because he's like the devil. No, it's not because he's like the devil. No, no, no. (laughs) But yeah, it's funny. Um, It's raw. It's absolutely raw. Bland. (laughs) No flavor. It's. You're an idiot sandwich, aren't you? Do you know what the other one I love? It's when he rescues hotels. And Dude. He's also like, you're giving me microwave chicken? I just... First off, how did he suddenly become a hotel expert? That I want to know. Like, did he have a career in hotels? Or is it just like, let's give him a show about hotels? I think it's like <laughs> hotel and restaurants that he saves now. But, yeah, but like, um, what made him start saving hotels i think he has i 
he has to have some business around it. I guess, you know? like, but there's like, you know how in some shows it will say, like, John Taffer has worked with bars across the world before mm-hmm. starting Bar Rescue. But like, for that show, there's no prefix of what Gordon Ramsay has to do with hotels. Like, it's just, here's Gordon Ramsay and he's going to save hotels. Maybe it. it's more like hotels who have uh like a um, a restaurant because most of the places that he goes are small towns, I guess. Mm-hmm. So in a small town, not everyone's gonna go to your hotel because everyone has a house, but <laughs> everyone lives there. <laughs> but if they have a good restaurant, people can go and visit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of my favorite things though about Gordon Ramsay is. One, I think he's really accepted his social media presence, which I think is interesting right. that like, him <laughs> and um, Will Smith, I think, have both embraced social media and like they mm-hmm. use it actively, which is cool to see, um, I guess, mainstream people doing it. But more importantly, one of my favorite things to see from Gordon Ramsay, other than just like absolutely destroying someone's dreams and goals, is actually him being impressed by food. And it's always trippy where it's like when he eats it and he's like, hold on a second, that's actually delicious and like yeah. he, as a viewer you're like hold on a second did Mr. Yeah, Ramsey just get impressed this is right I think that's beautiful because he's, he he portrays himself as an evil person I guess mm-hmm. that's his character but yeah I mean at the end of the day he loves food and he's actually a connoisseur of the yeah. matter I, will I like say him though, with the kids though I feel like there's a kid that's an nice interesting twist. show mm-hmm. yeah I think that's cool because uh, also it's interesting to see how a kid can like cook that well at such a, a young age like they're doing like all these like i'm making an herb aioli salad with a consignation oh my what the first master chef i saw was kids master chef australia oh, cool obviously i saw it in spanish so mm-hmm. i didn't know they were aussie but i remember like <laughs> and the kids were like cooking lamb and i was like oh my Goodness, mm-hmm. are you 12? Like, and I was 12. Sir, and I'm like, can I do that? You're like, I just had a pop tart for breakfast and you were eating lamb right now. <laughs> um, it's amazing. I love their shows, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think they're, I think really? that's probably going to be the next show I watch is like a season of something Gordon Ramsay related. Yeah, maybe we should watch that. Yeah. Dude, that should probably be a thing that we do. Yeah, cool. yeah, and rude for people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what, I yeah. feel like we don't watch enough trashy TV together. Um, yes we're usually looking for the next good thing yeah but honestly mothership i wouldn't call it trashy i'd call it entertaining well it's like a reality <laughs> here's the thing i call it's like reality, reality shows trashy shows because mm-hmm. it's not storyline driven yeah. like there's no real mean. narrative like it's a competition show um like the same thing i hate to break it to you but queer eye to me is like a trashy show but it's like a <gasps> good trashy show like it's you're not really learning anything or thinking of anything. Like you're just watching and enjoying. Yeah. Like I enjoyed my time watching Queer Eye with you. So don't let's let's relax here. Let's not attack this anymore. Miss, I just um, you say, have pain on your forehead, by the way. Um, right? I feel like you have something on my forehead. <laughs> I zoom in. Um, yes, I mean, I speaking of Queer Eye, I was moving into it. How do you mention it? Yeah, I see what you mean. It's reality TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I freaking love Queer Eye. Has to be one of my favorite freaking shows. <laughs> I have to admit it because when I it was five, I was like, oh my god, and I had to measure myself 
to not watch more than one episode per day because I'm in quarantine, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I saved one episode to watch with you, the last of the season. And I cannot get enough of Queer Eye. I wish they were more than 10 episodes. I was so See, we see. all have those shows. Because they really change lives. And every episode, I'm like staring <laughs> tears. These people take change lives of the most nice people ever. <sighs> I just keep one. It was like prom. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't feel tough by this. So, yeah, I mean, it's such a great show. And I love everyone in the past. You know, it's just, hours uh, it's, honestly, it's an entertaining show. I can't hate on it. It's entertaining. But, dude, okay, let me tell, tell you about one episode. There's this girl who she just started her process. So she was born as a boy, right? So mm-hmm. she graduated university. She's like the Olympic, she competes, I guess, like nationally on like weights. Mm-hmm. Um, but she recently started her process to be a woman and you know when she first came out to her family because she was like 23 or something the dad stopped talking to her anyways you know she stayed with the same girlfriend as she had when she was a boy uh her mom talked what? to her that's crazy i thought Yo! that was crazy uh-huh. that's the first thing that's the first thing that we have to talk about so when this two girls started her relationship one of them was a boy right and then she was like, this is not who I really am. I want to be a girl. And the, they asked the, the girl, as I asked, uh, as at birth, I guess, how was this process for you? And she was like, well, I needed some time to really um, process if this was really something that I wanted, right? Because it's, it changes because the person, she's not a boy you're in anymore. She's going to be a girl. Mm-hmm. She was like, but I understood that I love her no matter who she was in the outside. I love her inside. I was like, oh my God, girl. Yo, talk about that's a some, ride or die. She went from here. she went from I am straight to now I am now gay for you. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. And I think that's Yo. more like that's soul connection. There you go. That's crazy, bro. That's that's a scary version of ride or die, my guy. I am shocked. Because I, let's be I, let's be honest here. If I because we've had this conversation before, <laughs> because you had a dream about this one time, where somehow, some way, I'm like, you know what? I'm really a woman. There's I honestly say I think there's zero chance that we would stay together. I feel like I don't know. I would need definitely some time to think about it. Mm. But I don't know. I would say, I don't know. Mm. No. Because, uh, okay, let me, because I'll put it in my perspective as a woman. Yeah. You were like, Isaiah, we need to talk. Over these past few years, I have loved you, but I have kept a big secret from you. This Mm. entire time, I have felt like a man. And now I'm going to go through these procedures and I'm going to become fully man. I got to be honest, I don't know if I'd be able to date a man. And it's nothing personal. It's just I like, know. that's like, I'm not going to say like a huge chunk of it is obviously like physical, but I can still love you as the person. But physically, I don't think I'd be able to love you anymore. There we go. Yeah, I think it's, it's different um, for everyone. So I, I was like, oh my God. Dude, that's that ride was, um, or 
die right there. And she was so happy. She was actually hooked. So Queer Eye, obviously someone else has to call them for you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I need my, 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 my girlfriend needs help. Mm. Um, so obviously that's what they're, she called them, blah, blah, blah. But the point that touched my heart more was with the boy. I mean, with the, with the dad. Because the dad, he was Mexican. The dad is Mexican. The mom is Philippine. From the Philippines. Um, oh. The mom's fine. I mean, obviously she still keeps learning of yeah, yeah. what her daughter's needs have. Um, is she first generation then? Or? Who? The mom, I feel like it's not her. No, I feel like the mom was first generation. But for the dad, he has an accent. So I'm feeling like he's oh, okay. not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the dad was like, um, it's hard for me, you know, seeing my boy for all of these years, the, who I used to train with. And now she tells me that she's a girl. I mean, it's, it's hard for me as a Mexican man to understand what he's going through. I was like, I totally understand what you're going through. Like, I know where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, there's Karamo, who's like communication and culture. And they he sets up, them up together. And the dad is like, I need you to understand that it was hard for me to to not have my boy anymore and that you didn't felt okay. And then the son, the daughter obviously is like, oh my goodness, dad, I know what you're talking about, but this is really who I want to be. And I think I only have one question for you. Do you still love me? At this point, I couldn't anymore. I would just listen. What did he say? And he made like a, this big pause, and I'm like, oh my god, are you gonna break your daughter's heart on national television? <laughs> he makes a big pause, and he's like, of course I love you, but I just need some time. Wow. I'm just listening, you know, the so I cannot see because my eyes are blurry. <laughs> um, but it's beautiful. I mean, I, those are the ones that I love the most. And when people change, even like their clothes, when they change the way they dress, people you can see people like light up, you know. Mm-hmm. And there is this one, this last thing, Jonathan Vaness, who's here. He is very sweet. He's a very sweet person. So he's always trying to make people feel beautiful, right? So he will talk to this old people from Texas, dude. And they're all men from, from Texas. And he's like, you're beautiful, honey. What are you talking about? And then at the end of the show, there was this one guy who was like, thank you, Jonathan, for making me feel beautiful. Like, I mean, nobody has ever told me that before. Oh, that's so nice. Cheers, dude. That's the long-haired guy, right? The one with yeah. the mustache, too? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's a beautiful show. I can talk about every episode, how much I felt. I'm, I feel like I'm very empathetic. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it's easy for me to see what people are feeling and, like, feel like something you should know about me people from the radio if you ever want to talk about it cry there she's there for you if you're crying (laughs) she's crying if you're happy she's happy uh we love to see it and i'm glad that you your favorite show has come back but i will say when are we gonna get our show back i need netflix to answer me i need kingdom season Three or four, I forget which one, but I need new season, please. Let me rewatch Kingdom. Dude, I was debating that the other day. Like, I was sitting down and then I was like, "Mm, there's nothing really on TV. Should I just rewatch Kingdom? Because it's so great. 
It's so great. My sister's like, that's hands down my favorite show. Dude, it's hands so down. amazing. Like, I wonder what they're going to bring it again. Wow. I mean, Korea, it's very different on the COVID. So I am guessing they're not taking any risks on coming back with productions. But, you know, whatever. I honestly could not tell you. I don't really know don't what know. Um, their procedures or protocols are over there. I know. Yes. Um, <laughs> I forget what. What was I going to say? Mm, I can't remember now. I had something and I lost something. But that's life, my guy. But I want to say something very quickly because we still have time <laughs> left. <laughs> he Is has to say something about something. I do have to say something about some things about some things. Uh, so I think we're going to save a couple of these things for next episode. So a little teaser, guys. We're going to have some topics and conversations ready for you all next week. But this week, I thought of this the other because we were talking briefly earlier and it is something what is something on a first date that you think would just be absolutely terrible like mood killer like if I said this to you the first date it'd be like ruined and there's no chance of a second date well if you come here with a shirt uh denim shirt with a bad print (laughs) (laughs) for those who don't know let me let me explain this. So our first date, I was like, you know, I have to look nice, obviously. So let me get a nice outfit. I mean, you know, it was a little, it was a little chilly, right? You know? Um, so I had this, was it a yellow shirt underneath, right? It was my yeah. yellow Tokyo Japan shirt. Um, so it's like this yellow with um Japanese writing on some parts of it and then over it I had this denim jacket that I thought was fly I thought that thing was swagalicious I thought that thing was grade a fashionista my guy so I put it on I'm like damn bro I'm looking looking kind of clean right now and I had all this confidence it goes great I personally think did she cry absolutely I did um, but it, you know other than that great date um then it comes i didn't cry because you hit me or anything was no yeah let me preface that she was very emotional um but later on months later maybe even a year later, i don't remember when i figured this out but eventually i find out that she absolutely despised that jacket and i was so shocked and quite frankly a little bit hurt because i thought Sorry. it was such a cool jacket i just didn't like like the it was like the color of the denim it was terrible it was mm. it looked wacky is that a word mm. yeah mm-hmm. i just didn't like it but you know i i held you accountable for your bad choices yeah you know bro Um, i was just like when i found out i was just like internally i was like wow that one kind of hurts a little bit i'm (laughs) sorry i feel like i apologize i I was like i'm sorry but it's ugly no yeah and like i understand now because like looking back at it i was like no she probably had a point there but at that time i was like what do you mean you didn't like the jacket i thought it was pretty sick looking (laughs) i like you that was important yeah. Um, I feel like now that you brought it back, I always like to think um, back to when we first meet, and that's something that I feel like maybe couples should do. Like one of those couples that we were talking mm-hmm. about at the beginning, where like I'm gonna like fall out of love. If you remind 
if you remember one of the first things that you liked about that person when you first met them, maybe that will help you if you feel like yeah. you're losing it. But you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Obviously, every day you find something new, uh, unless you're really thinking of those. Yeah. Um, and yeah. That's yeah, but like you know what I love the most actually though is yeah. not remembering like the first thing you liked about them <laughs> is seeing how much you've grown throughout that time and how much like closer you become during that time period right because like, obviously we how... had oh no sorry go oh it's interesting how you first obviously decide to be with that person and you don't know that like you know obviously a lot but not as much as when you've been for like two or three years you know what I mean mm-hmm and it's always interesting to me how sometimes you're like, this is what I love you, you know? Like, every every now and then, you will find something new. You're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. But at least you that's get, how I feel. You get reminders. Like, that is the person I love, you know? Exactly. It's not like you yeah. ever forget, but it's just like, wow. Every now and then, it just, like, grows. <laughs> like, it grows a little bit every day. But every now and then, yeah. you'll say something. Exactly. And it's like, bro, how can I? <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so going back to the question, original question, um, something that will be terrible for a first date. It's very common on like your body or whatever you're dressing. Like, oh, are you wearing that? It's like, mm-hmm. talking about, you think I will come with my B game to a first date? No. Bro, what do you mean? Like, like elite right now. Exactly. Which is how so I felt on that person. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I brought my What do you mean? It was gross. <laughs> On that note, guys, uh, maybe we'll bring this up in a later episode. That is all the time we have. For oh this my episode god! Of all the feels we had things on our little script. We did not talk about any of them actually because it's just natural conversation. And those are always the best kind of episodes. I hope you guys enjoyed. Obviously, we are on Sundays 9 a.m. on the radio and Sundays at. 10 a.m. on Spotify and all your streaming platforms. So go ahead and listen to it any time of the day and leave a review because we would appreciate that. If you want to, of course, because I can force you to. But until next week, see you later.